City of the state, great state of Alabama. With me, as always, is John Podon. I am Paul Sperlin, and this is the show. Good afternoon, good morning, whatever time it is here in the day. Uh, how are you doing today, Paul? Awesome, 110%. We finally got here. We had a little bit, you know, pledge week going on campus. We got a lot of students around the around town. Well, around, around town. They are around town. Around campus doing some stuff, some great things. So appreciate them for their good work, especially the ones that are doing stuff here specifically on campus here at the, the plant we call the U, the University of Cross. That's exactly correct. And we are glad that you are here today to join us on Friday um, as we get into our ministry discussion here in just a moment. We'll get some college football to talk. we got a lot, actually, probably a lot to talk about in the sports world after, yeah. after the big breaking news of, uh, of the things that took place um, in uh, the world of college basketball. Basketball. Yeah. And uh, don't think that it stops there. No, definitely don't think that it stops there. So uh, um, a lot of ramifications involving uh, some teams that are, are close to us here um, on campus here, you know, yeah. dealing with Auburn and Alabama. So um, some interesting things taking place. Rick Pitino lost his job. Timing is terrible, though, because this is Friday. It is. It's the ministry show. It's ministry and football. But if this would have happened like Monday morning, man. Monday Night Live would be popping. Oh, man. We got some people joining us already. Sarah Carter is here watching. Eric Swanson's here. Hi, guys. We're glad y'all are here joining us. Brett is asking if we're wearing pants because he can't see them because of the table. Um, Actually, well, we are not wearing we're pants. Not, we're just not. We, <laughs> what? I don't even know how to say what you're trying to say. We are not wearing pants. <laughs> we're wearing shorts. It's not pants. That's true. That's true. We we love to hear from you today. If you'd Very like to, if you'd like to either join us in the chat room or if you'd like to uh, call in, uh, this is the call in show also where we, you can call in at seven two four 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 seven four four four. John's all professional today, and I'm all silly Billy. Uh, you are. I'm a little worried about you I'm here. Um, oh, life is good. Um, <laughs> our caller ID is eleven thirty nine forty. You can call in and join our conversation as we get talking about you it. You do not. <laughs> what, what? You do see me. What? You gotta adjust that a camera. Uh, oh my word! It, it does. It shows my knees. There's two. Are, are you? Well, I gotta see it now. You gotta reload it. Oh, are you okay? Do you feel better now? I see me? No, you can't see me. Oh, professional. Oh, we goodness. need a front to the table. Sam Welsh is joining us. It's good to see that. It's good to see you, Sam. Hope everything's going well in Augusta. Dale, Brandon, we're just glad that all of you are here today. And I am trying to oh, – Brandon, that's so much better. Uh, Brandon, I'm sure you were lusting over us, and so that's where we I'm wanted sure to be. sure you change. were not. Um, but um, we're glad you're joining us today as we get into our ministry discussion here. It's before we get into our ministry discussion, I want you to know about our the AIM shirts that are still for sale. Um, yes, I don't know where they went. 
I had it up here saying, there oh, they there are, Paul. Good job. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, the AIM shirts the, uh, for the hurricane relief, if you buy a shirt for 15 we, we paid to have the, the shirts made, and then the proceeds are sent to the state of the shirt you purchased. So um, that will go on, I think, until next Friday show, and then we will start. Uh, we'll make an order, and, and you should have them in about a week, and then, um, then we'll do the next order. So we'll continue to order them until uh, people stop asking for them. So we, we, they are, they are running, rolling in as far as um, yep. people wanting shirts, uh, so I really appreciate you for your support. Uh, for hurricane relief, and so it's a good, it's good work. So do that. Yeah, and the um, the proceeds for that go to the state in which the, uh, the shirt that you purchase, yeah. and uh, we will send the proceeds to that state as we help with recovery. Um, That's what and, I said. Okay, it's good to reiterate. I like it. Uh, I'm just trying to reiterate it. It's good. Well, what I'm are you doing? I was it's trying to change that thing back in there. Uh, so this is our show <laughs> where we get into discussing our ministry topic today, and this was a topic that uh, actually came from Paul's mind. It's crazy up there. Yes, I know. We, what are What is wrong with you today? Is I got my coffee now. Uh, There's so many good things happening right now. How many How many cups of coffee is this for you this morning? Four. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, I, need, I need some <laughs> prayers this morning. As um, Actually, to be honest, that's the first cup. No, it's not. You told Christy to make some more. Yeah, I never got that. Sorry, Christy, but I will go back and drink that after this is over. So, as we dive into our discussion today, our ministry topic that came from Paul, uh, Paul came up with this idea. He wanted to talk about the myths and misnomers of the church and things that people say about it and uh, automatically assume about it. Um, Don't assume anything. Yeah. Oh, Brett wants to get one of these cups, Paul. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Really? Um, Where are you on? We'll see you in November. Should we advertise that, Brett, or is that like a area kind of thing? Let us know. Send us a message. Yeah. Got an event that um, John and I will be attending the yep. uh, weekend of 10 through 12 of November. And so, I don't know. You just tell me when I have to show up and let us go. But um, the myths and misnomers of the church. Last week we kind of started this discussion when we started talking about authority and how mm-hmm. um, all of our authority that we get for what we need to do in ministry comes from uh, biblical authority and it, that how that's definitely being um, challenged um, even within the church for, for people for different topics, especially um, involving instrumental music and, and things yeah. such as that matter. Um, but as we, we are sitting here making this discussion, Paul, why did this come to your mind that, that you wanted to discuss this? Uh, I think because there's a lot of people who are confused about the church. I think because we have conversations with students on campus and, and there's some, some confusion about the one church, and um, the Bible specifically talks about the one church. Mm-hmm. And I think we get that. Paul tells the church in Ephesus about that very thing, and so I think we need to re- reiterate uh, about the fact there is only one. And I think that's one of the misnomers and myths um, is is about that, that, that some people say there's only one church, and we need. And the, per- the point of it is that Jesus' blood purchased the church not many different ideas and thoughts of men. Jesus died for one, and so um, we need to strive to make sure we're a part of that kingdom. Well, I think what you're hitting on there is something that I think is probably the biggest thing that I've always heard growing up in the church um, and, and, of course, being a minister and, and working within it is probably what you just nailed on is that um, um, one of the biggest misnomers that, that you always hear within especially within the church and churches of Christ, is that um, you guys think you're the only one going to heaven. 
Yeah, that, that's probably the biggest John, one that we always get. But why? Why is that? That's a good question, Paul. I ask our listening audience. Give us, give us comments. Call in. Yeah, that's the, this is the time. Uh, John gave you the number before. It's behind us. I think. Can they see it behind us? Can, can I think they can. It? Here, yeah, I can I zoom in a little bit more. Um, call us. Be a part of the conversation. Give us an answer. Uh, curious about that. Make sure and text us first if you're not a member of Talk Show, so we know who you are when you call in. That helps us out with that number. Mm-hmm. It's right there. But um, but yeah, the big the big thing is everybody thinks you're the only one going to heaven. You know, and and you've heard the jokes about you know um, being met at the. Oh, I, don't I zoned that into that. Oh, Paul. Um, it's about about the, the jokes about – oh, thanks. Um, I'm getting there. Uh, the, the jokes about meeting um, St. Peter at Heaven's Gate and um, um, be careful and be quiet. The Church of Christ people, people the only ones here. You know, you, you hear that joke, so we're the ones that make the casseroles, that kind of thing. Well, as Charles um, Shepard said, joining in, as I said, members in the past have even said that. That that some of our members of yeah. the past have even kind of made those jokes with it, yeah. and so that just that actually hurts the discussion mm-hmm. even as as it goes on uh, through all that. But you know, uh, the thing I think that we 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 need to understand with, and the thing that we need to push is that um, I forgot where I was heading with push, that. John? What did we push? A, trying to combat that mindset is like we are talking about all people who believe the bible who follow the bible who written who follow out what god has written for salvation for worship for life for for how we interact with people all those things come into play and for people who follow that just because you have a name on the building doesn't mean that you're going to heaven just because you have the name church christ outside your building and we've said on this this show before and even in life in general in discussions the fact that um just because you're a part of the church doesn't mean you're guaranteed heaven yeah, I mean, there's a there's a Revelation two ten factor. I think we need to mm-hmm. keep in mind that we have to be faithful until death. But that gives another thing, uh, another misnomer. I guess uh, it's not just really a misnomer or a, or a myth of the church, but the, the once saved always saved things. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of hard to, to grasp the the mindset of a once saved always thing when we're told specifically to be faithful until death. Why why should I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, so so I think that's something we need to consider is is the Bible specifically tells me there are things I must do. You must be good all the time, okay? You're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I think in life, and of course, who is good? No one's good but God. No one's good but Christ. Um, we, we get that. We understand that. Uh, Paul tell, tell the Romans that. But what we need to understand also is the fact that we need to live in the light as he is in the light. We're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to do things we shouldn't do. But, but if our heart's in the right place mm-hmm. and, and we have obeyed him and we're living, and we'll talk about that in just a few minutes, um, then I think we're, we're fine. I think things are good on that. So, oh my goodness. Oh, Christy is bringing coffee in too. <laughs> this the problem is, I have no creamer available, and she wanted in the show. Oh, oh my Chris, goodness. Christy. Christy. Christy G- give her a sh- g- g- pan over. Let them see Christy. As far as I can go, Christy oh. has to come back up. Do you want to show? <laughs> Apparently, Christy was paying attention because she brought the coffee to us. Good morning, Christy. That's Christy. She's our, our lovely secretary at the University Church. She brought us uh, coffee. She makes, she makes everything go here. I, I'm going so, uh, Christy, just because you brought this, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and warm you up. Warm I, me up. I only have like yeah. an inch let's do this. in here. Don't don't spill it on the on the let's do it. I don't on want to spill it on the things. Well, Paul, you know, there's one thing uh, Charles Thank mentioned you, in here. He says, you know, that idea that <laughs> that we think we're the, <laughs> the only ones going to heaven has killed has killed um, he did. more okay. than one uh, Bible Thank study. You. Thank you. Oh well, thank you, Christy. Okay, thank so you. let me clarify. 
Um, Christy was hard at work at her office at her desk. She's not watching our show. Her husband, Chip, actually called her and said, John and Paul are talking about you and that Paul missed out on the, on the coffee. So thank you for helping me to warm up my coffee and to be able to continue with my morning. Yeah. So thank you, Chip, for calling and Christy for bringing it over here. She did not have to do that, but it was so sweet. But how do, how do we address this, though, Paul? Because, you know, as Charles said um, about, you know, it's killed more than one Bible study that he's tried to conduct because of that mindset in there. How do we, how do we answer that back? I think it's the whole thing that we're still trying to find the way to, to, the, to golden, the golden gate. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're trying to find the, the, the pearly city. I mean, we continue to strive for it. We're not perfect. That's why, that's why the Lord is. And mm-hmm. we take the Bible and we use the Bible as our guide. Why do we? Why do we? And of course, we're not this way anymore. We, I wish we were, but we used to be known as the church used to be known as a Bible toting, Bible quoting people. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're an iPhone and iPad quoting people and toting people because things have changed. But the Bible remains the same, whether it's digital or, or in your hand. And I think the problem is we have stopped using it and applying it, and we water down the message, and we don't. Um, you know, we're told to speak the truth in love, but people major in that, and they put more love than truth, and we lose that. And then, of course, some of us are not living lives we need to live, but we're, on Sundays we're saying do this, but on Mondays we're doing this, and there's no consistency there. Right. Don't be a hypocrite. People, this is a big thing, too, and I know Charles heard this as well. Also, and by the way, Charles, thanks for tuning in, being a part of this. I really appreciate it. Thanks for watching. Um, is is the whole thing, well, I know someone in the church is doing this, so I'm not going to do that. Right. Well, forget them. <laughs> well, you know, do what you should do. Do what Jesus asks you. Don't worry about everybody else. Uh, you know, but, but that is a thing. Well, and I think something, though, I, I do think we, got, we, got to, we, got to, we have to go on this other side with all of this, too, is something that Dale uh, has just put in here, and he said, he said, I would suggest that there are many more who say they have heard us say that than members who have actually said it. Sometimes we can be accused of saying that and thinking that because of how, how we teach and how we say certain things. Right, like right. we're because yeah. there's there's no secret, especially within the church. We believe that um, you've got to believe the God's word. You need to change your life. There's a repentance. You mm-hmm. you've got to um, believe, confess Jesus is the Son of God. We we do encourage and not encourage. We push baptism as being part of salvation. <laughs> I right. gotta get that sounding right. Do that if you like to. <laughs> as baptism <laughs> as part of the salvation process in there right. because. Acts 2.38, Mark 16.16, Galatians 3.27, all those passages in there that talks about being in Christ, baptism being forgiveness of sins, uh, and things like that. And I think that's why sometimes we get that phrase that you think you're the only one going to heaven because you're the only one pushing baptism. I hate to tell you this, we're not also the only ones that are pushing baptism for forgiveness of sins. I was listening, uh, you never thought I would ever say a David Hester um, comment on the show probably, but i got to give him props for something. uh, the other night I heard David um, giving a, a lecture here in Montgomery. One was on instrumental music, one was on uh, the sensuality of baptism. And he said, I think he was talking about his great-great-grandfather or something like that, who was a free will Baptist that preached baptism and taught mm-hmm. baptism for forgiveness of sins. And that, that was um, part of, of, of where it goes through. But I think sometimes within the Churches of Christ, we are ultimately put into a, a um, um, box so much right. because we do that. And we may not personally be coming out and saying, oh, we're the only ones going to heaven. No, we keep going back to the point of if you follow the Bible, right. you're going to heaven. Yeah. That's why we say even just because you go to a church that has Church of Christ on the outside doesn't mean that you're going. doesn't at all. Um, 
of course, you can get into that whole other discussion, which is a different discussion for a different day. Um, just because your son says one thing in the yard doesn't mean you may you may be doing the right thing to mm-hmm. the inside. You know, maybe it has a crazy name on the outside, but but on the inside, well, let's see. They're they're singing. You know, they're praying. They're they're giving as they're as they have prospered. They're taking the Lord's Supper the first day of the week. They have elders. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're doing all the right things. So so I don't know. Uh, do, do you judge a book by its cover? You know, sometimes you do. Are you always right? No, I think. There are things we need, need to consider on that too. You sound like you got something else. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Brandon, Brandon was kind of he kind of stole what I was saying. He said I often tell people that I am even more close-minded than we are the only ones going to heaven because I believe even people within churches of Christ aren't going to heaven. It's not like the right. church office is going to get a fax the day before Jesus returns with a request to fax them our membership records. <laughs> it's all those who obey, love God, and yeah. obey Him. Um, Frodo has commented even in here. He said, I think it's a combination between teaching a truth, i.e. baptism, Mm -hmm. that most do not teach and allowing us complacency to enter our lives where we think that being a member of the COC is a one-way ticket to heaven instead of living faithfully, which kind of goes with what you were saying. And Dale just pointed in here, it's never my job to be an eternal judge of another. None of us should be. Yes. Let's live our life and let God take care of that. Yes. And too many of us are trying to do too much of God's stuff. Let's let him do his stuff and let's deal with us. Yeah, you know, we worry too much about other people. And there's a lot of people. No, don't get me started. About people that that, that like to police the brotherhood and, and and social media and even even um in, in your local town that that worry about everybody else. Let's let's take care of where we are. Let's take care of take care of your own backyard. I'm in the sales and marketing business, not in accounting. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Yes. You should tweet that before I do. That's really good. All right. Does that mean I got to download Twitter again? The next, you should. You need to get connected. What are we doing here? All right. <laughs> hey, what's another one, Paul? Here's the deal. Um, the church. Is it a cult? Oh. Oh. Cult talk. Is it a cult? Okay. Should we Why have the true, the true definition of a cult, or a, us, or the give us cult. Webster's? Have you pulled it up yet? Or do you? No, know? I'm just talking know? about old old. Like back in the Hellenistic period well, days. We're not Waco, so. No, none of that. But cult, I think that's people, people may be, may be surprised to understand that, um, especially even within the first century, even prior to uh, Jesus coming, that those religions, uh, all, dating uh, even all the way back to Egyptian times and things like that, were considered cults. Anytime there was an initiation mm-hmm. into a particular group, right. whether it's right. a social club like they're doing here on campus this week with, with, um, with um, um, Pledge Week, right. it, those in the truest, purest sense of definition, it was a cult in which that sense is you had to have an initiation. Its followers had to do certain things, mm-hmm. um, especially when you talk in first century, there was usually a celebratory meal, i.e. the Lord's Supper, right. and things such as that. But when you are talking about cult as we have made it in today's terms, mm-hmm. it always carries this negative connotation with it. And so everybody's always saying, well, you're your own particular group, and so therefore you are a cult. Right. Your thoughts? Um, the initiation part, I get that. Um, most cults have something they have to go through to be a part of things. Um, I guess, is that what they're thinking, where a cult is because of baptism? No, because, I think— Because we're following what God told us to do in the Bible? Well, I, I think when, when it comes down to it, we have been called a cult or because of— the the closed things of yes you have to be baptized to be a part of the lord's church and therefore because of that um all those who are not are excluded 
Mm-hmm. And and I think that is where um, it is kind of coming in here. That's part of where even um, Frodo has said in here, you know, even kind of calling it a church of Christer, you know, which you kind of oh, mentioned, which yeah. you kind of mentioned is a pet peeve of yours, especially um, the idea of, well, no, we're in here. No, we are followers of Jesus Christ. And if you want to call us a cult in that sense, well, fine, call us a cult in that sense. I care less what you call us in that. Why, yeah, but, why should I say? But oh. it's not a closed group. You are um applications are always open yeah <laughs> you know it's not like we we're discriminating anybody can go join to. we encourage that um come on in brandon has said in here part of the mentality of cult comes from the idea that we will never change and always do the same thing it doesn't help that we find ourselves not being willing or desiring any type of change furniture building looks technology etc yeah and and that's the thing well, there's a difference, and that's a really good point, mm-hmm. between what is binding and what is not binding. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to add PowerPoint or, or turn off the microphone, um, that's fine. But when you start to change doctrine, that, that's when it becomes an issue. Well, it's like a discussion I had with, with my elders the other day. It was like, you know, the idea of doctrine never changes. Mm-hmm. Doctrine is doctrine. It doesn't matter if it was um, right. written by Paul in AD 64 mm-hmm. or if it's um, we're living it here in 2017. Doctrine does not change. Right. How you can go about certain things that are that are of opinion that's that's always debatable and trying to uh, figure out what's the best thing uh, to go uh, through with all that. But sometimes we can be closed off and being um, sometimes because we we are so resistant to change, and I think this is where Brandon was going, people automatically think, oh, you're stuck in the past, that's where you are, and you think that's, that's the only way to do it, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Doctrine doesn't change. How you mm-hmm. go about doing certain things, we can, we can discuss that. What, exactly. when, when Jesus says, go into all the world, make disciples, how, how do you go? Well, we're going here, right here on, on this right. Facebook Live event. This is, a way. this is a way that you can do it, or you can go to the traditional way. You can go and meet somebody on the street corner and start talking. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different possibilities of, of doing all that. Just don't scream. Don't scream on the street, street corner. Like the guy in Birmingham? Yeah, right there in front of Lowe's. And, it, and well, uh, I'm, thinking, I'm, thinking, yeah, I'm thinking of the one in, in yeah. Walmart on Lakeshore. Lakeshore, man. <laughs> He's out there all the He's, time. He is, he is doing it. He is preaching it. He's got like a like a speaker machine. Exactly what Brandon said. We've got to get better at distinguishing between what is doctrine and what is traditional. Exactly. Even morally neutral to traditions that are not evil in and of themselves, but maybe in the way of the new methods of evangelism. And stop fighting against what use, what is tradition. Stop saying, you know, we want to change this because it's something we've always done. Just because you've always done it doesn't mean you always have to. You know, mm-hmm. find a way to connect. Right. Um, don't change the message. Right. Change the way in which you deliver it, just like what you're talking about. I mean, that's exactly what mm-hmm. we're what today is all about. All right. Let's let's move on to another misnomer. Um, another misnomer, and Brother Charles Shepherd um, presented this to us on Facebook, is um, that we don't believe in the Old Testament. Oh, it's a fable, John. It's just a, it's just a, a tale, a tall tale. The Old Testament. What do you say about that? I, here's where I think this comes from. Because we push that we are New Testament Christians and we are living in New Testament Christianity, amen, absolutely, mm-hmm. that I think we get that, uh, that overall perception because we're like, no, we don't follow the Old Testament. We don't do this thing. And in particular, it comes when it's talking about the instrumental music discussion, and that's where that right. always generally comes in. Yeah. One of the best classes I ever had in my entire time as, as a student at Faulkner, an undergrad or graduate, was my very first class that I had on my first day of college here at Faulkner, Life of Christ with Donnie Hilliard. Oh, oh good old Donnie oh, reference Donnie. there. 
He did. He basically did the old. Um, remember the old Jill Miller film strips? Oh yeah, my dad used them all. Yeah, the those old Jill Miller film strips. And he went back and he talked about how the Old Testament and the, and the New Testament in, are intertwined together. Mm-hmm. The Old Testament's pointing oh, away. And they got the Gospels that are living it out, and then basically from Acts to the Book of Revelations, pointing back to the cross and all these things. And honestly, for the first time, it really made sense of all of it, how it blends in together. We absolutely believe in the Old Testament, as as, as um, Paul talks about in, in Romans and, and other places, that the Old Testament was written for our learning. It helped bring us to this point. It very starts from the very opening pages of the Bible with Adam and Eve, and they come in there and they sin. And then verse 15 of chapter 3 of Genesis 3, where it says, this is the first Messianic prophecy coming in there before God did deals with Adam and Eve, he looks at Satan and says, I'm going to make another way. Right. Through through a woman's seed, you're going to bruise his heel, but he's ultimately going to bruise your head. Right. And um, <laughs> Brandon Dean changed the film scripts, <laughs> changed the script. But, mm-hmm. but that's, it, it all ties in together, and it's a wonderful unfolding. So absolutely, we believe in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. We absolutely use it. We absolutely bring it. But we also understand that there are some things that changed when Jesus died on the cross. Absolutely. And was ultimately resurrected, and it took that old law and and put it away, Preach. in there. Yeah, we're getting in here going and preaching in here a little bit. Good. We don't have animal sacrifices anymore. We don't go and nope. stone people. Uh, we don't go stone no. disobedient children for for not obeying things. You know, we don't. Because good night, Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Caitlin would be dead. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> we don't go and do these things like that anymore. There aren't a priesthood. We don't have to go to the temple. We don't have to go and do some of these things. But it pointed the way for Christ to come. I've been talking. Your turn. Oh, okay. Uh, Hebrews chapter um, 7, um, um, actually chapter 8, verses uh, 6 through six through 10, uh, talk to us about um, a second law is needed and that another law is obsolete because of the New Testament. Uh, as you mentioned, the Old Testament concealed is the New Testament revealed. Um, we have prophetic, uh, um, we have prophetic scripture, things that are mentioned. Isaiah mentioned quite a bit. Uh, some things that are mentioned that we find revealed in Matthew and throughout throughout the, the Gospels that come to fruition. And what it does is it shows the answers to the promises of God. And 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 I think well, obviously one complements the other. The old law was the law of the time, and we don't need that law anymore um, as, as something we follow. But there's a reason why we study the Old Testament and continue to use it. And by the way, if we're not using the Old Testament in Bible classes and in worship services and, and in preaching, then, then shame on you, because there's a lot of things we can learn from what has occurred um, in the old law that we use and to, to translate and bring into the new. It's kind of like leaving Alabama going to Georgia. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 and I'm sure you've heard the illustration, the speed limit may change, but, but, but the, the, you have to adjust to what happens into the new and, and, and take some of it made it through and some of it didn't. And so we use what made it through and reflect over what didn't. And I think that's something to consider is that was the point of it all. Right. Well, that was the, the, the focus of the fact that, that the Old Testament had its place. You, used it, you mentioned Jesus died on the cross, changed everything. The cross changed everything. And, and the same is true for the law. And so we have to adjust to the new law. Uh, we don't follow, as you said, we don't follow the laws of the old. We follow the laws of the new. And so do we, we don't believe in the Old Testament? Yes, we do. We believe that it's happened. We don't follow it as a law because we're commanded not to. We're commanded to follow the new law. Right. Well, and, and I, can't, I can't see right now anybody's comments because 
because my phone decided to update Facebook right now and log me off okay. all of a sudden. Um, but I, before I got off, uh, Brian Cook had said in there, you know, when you read in the New Testament, what's the scripture that's referring to? Like Second Timothy three sixteen seventeen, all scripture. It's pointing back to the Old Testament because that was that was what they had. They, you right. know, you got to remember that that Paul and the, and the other New Testament writers were kind of writing it and they were still getting it and pushing it out. The first time maybe that you have a reference back that even the New Testament writings were being considered scripture was Second Peter 3, um, 3, um, 15, 16, 17 in there. And, and so I, I get all that. I, I understand um, why that's kind of looking that way and, and kind of pointing that out. And, and Jerry Elder, I, I do remember that one thing that he said in here before, before I couldn't see it anymore was that um, – Oh, my whole phone just shut down. That's really great. She's Was up. that we believe it, but honestly, how many times have we taught it? Yeah. Now, I, and I got to give Jerry complete credit on that because honestly, that's really true. How many times have we honestly taught this and not just said, oh, we believe it, but we always skip because we want to get to the New Testament? I mm-hmm. think he's absolutely 100% correct in, in when he says all of that. That's a good point. Very good point. Um, misnomers, another misnomer, unless, unless, um, got a few more we can mention here, um, that we, what was the word? I like the, the phrasing of it and Cookie mentioned it. Um, I have it here. Let's see. It's right here. Uh, we don't use music. Yes, I do. <laughs> no music, no music. Can't use music. And that's a that's a misnomer because people confuse instrumental Speaking music as being to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Well, and I think the the the, the problem comes in Paul because people of confusing music has to be instrumental. Vocal music is vocal music. Before I came to Faulkner, I was a music ed major with vocal music. Yeah, but people trivialize what music is. They trivialize what the Bible is. But sure oh, it says music. It says melody. It doesn't really mean melody. You know, yes, it does. I mean, so, sometimes the Bible literally is telling you this is what it is. Don't try to read too much into it. Enjoy it for what it is. Right. And so I think we lose sight of that. The, 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 the message here is maybe the church doesn't use instruments in its worship because we don't see that in the New Testament. Okay. I mean, if you don't see it in the New Testament, why do why you do it? Let me tell you this: speaking from somebody who leads, make some hits on that one, at, way, but, but I don't care at, at some of these things that that to me, and, and I have sung with orchestras before, mm-hmm. and 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 mm-hmm. other things. Tammy mm-hmm. wants us to sing something. I'm not singing anything. <laughs> Paul can sing this morning. He wants to. He wants to so bad. But but and I've of course I've sung a cappella. Uh, let me tell you something. There is nothing that beats a cappella done well. Exactly. I mean, there is something Otherwise, that just racket, that just that own. just hits and happens. Yeah. So let me tell you from a from a selfish standpoint of me, I love a cappella singing. I do too. Because those voices, if you can get them blending and they blend as one, it's like wow. I find it interesting though. Go ahead. Yeah, you got, I, you got to finish your thought. There is nothing. There is nothing that beats like the singing at exposure, the singing at, at a place like CYC, those things like this, the atrium singing that we do at exposure. Let me tell you something, folks. If you've never seen it, you need to go ahead and plan on teaching it uh, or teaching it, tuning in December 29th yeah. around 11 o'clock. Is that when we're starting? Central 10:30? Standard Time. Yes, sir. That's exactly right. 1030. 10, I can't remember. Well, we'll get down at 1030. We'll start singing a little before 11. There is no, you. Oh, mm, 
There are times when you I can go to it now, though. Yes, you can go and watch it. Be watch part it. of the 1.1 million people who have watched it already. Exactly right. Um, tune into that and to hear 2,000 voices, 2,000 plus voices, yeah. fill up a whole t- a hotel. Oh yeah, no doubt. And you tell me, you tell me that's, and you tell me that's not music. Gorgeous. Um, on, on a separate note, with that, uh, have you noticed how that even even some of the um, musical stars, whether it be country, rock, R and B, that they'll actually stop a song. Uh, listen to me. Here, I want, I'm, you, I want you to be telling me what we're saying here. Okay. Um, uh, they'll stop a song and they'll actually sing a cappella. Yes, they will. And it will it will increase the song. You actually enjoy that part of it more than the rest of it, mm-hmm. almost. And so I don't know. I, I think that's kind of neat. Well, I think it's interesting, life. and I can't remember the guy's name. And this was in a in a in a denomination church. I can't remember where where it was at. Um, but he the preacher was noticing. It's where the song comes in. Um, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. You know that song? No. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. I told you. <laughs> there you go. Can't, can't help it. Can't, can't, help it. Um, can't help it. But the guy who was preaching up there, he was noticing that everybody was paying attention to the band. They were paying attention to the to the team that they had up there, and nobody was singing. And you know what he did? He goes in there. He pulls all the stuff out and says, we aren't bringing this stuff back yep. until everybody starts doing it. And they noticed that it, their worship changed because of it. Mm-hmm. There is something, I think, and this is a John 4 thing that goes into there, of when, when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, and he says, God wants you to worship him in spirit and truth. He wants you to have the right motivation. He wants, right. you, he wants you. He doesn't want ritualistic worship. He wants you. It doesn't matter if it sounds beautiful. It doesn't matter if it sounds ugly, because as long as you're giving it with your heart to him, with everything that you have, it's always beautiful and and. Uh, in the ears of God. Absolutely. Good stuff. Thanks for coming by today, John. You've been a great you've been a great guest. <laughs> Why are you being mean to me? <laughs> I'm, I'm scared to know. Why you, you got, you got a lot to say. Yeah, because don't tell me that acapella music is not No, music. no, it's, it's something we're we're passionate about because it's obviously something that we're interested in. You know, and that's yeah. why we get all get all hot and bothered over things. Well that's a more because here. people people just they just they they don't get it. They don't get it. And, well, it's like Brandon said, we don't. Be- people say we don't believe in musical instruments. We don't like. We don't exist. We don't think musical instruments exist. Oh yeah, we believe they exist. They yeah, we do. Aren't authorized in, in um, corporate worship, and that's the word we created. But in, in worship of the saints, mm-hmm. as as worship is to be, that's right. amongst God's people. So. Okay. We'll, we'll come back next week and have some more discussion on this. Yeah, I this think. is good. I think this, this is a two-week thing. Um, Definitely. Yeah, because of the, I think there's a lot of – as somebody who's ra- who was raised um, in the church and attending Churches of Christ, you've heard these things for years, and it gets frustrating from time to time when you hear it because yep. you've almost got to – it's almost got to have two Bible studies. You've got to spend one Bible study ripping through all the misnomers like this mm-hmm. right. to even get to pure Bible study to talk about what Jesus did at Calvary right. before we can go any further in some of that stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll have to talk about it some more um, in the weeks to come. And, uh, you know, it should be interesting discussions. Sounds good. Um, Paul, there is something in here that Brett mentioned, and I want to go ahead and mention okay, because um, in two days, do you know what happens? Counting today, tom- tomorrow. Counting. I know what happens tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. I don't have it tomorrow. What happens tomorrow? It doesn't matter. 
Okay. But um, October 1st is the um, – Yes. October 1st. I'm going to find it while you're talking. While I'm, oh, oh, hey, folks. How you doing? There it is. It's there. I get to talk now. <laughs> Shut up. It's okay. me. Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Paul and I are about to knock out fight over here. Oh, my goodness. It's what it is. Hey, Chip. Hey, this, can you tell can you tell Christy I'm out for <laughs> No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't October 1st. Starts registration. For exposure to them. Yes, David. Uh, David Dale contacted right away. He said exposure registration opens. Yes. Brett, Brett Thomas said the check is in the mail. I don't know how the check is in the mail because you can't register for your group yet. But, but you can, but you can send your check early. He probably knows who's that. going. And yeah, he and he can. He knows how to add because he has a degree from Faulkner. That's true. And also, I got an email from or a note from uh, Israel Jones. Israel Jones from Lenore City Church of Christ, and he asked. Who? Where are the proceeds going for the T-shirts? Okay. And we have we have chosen um, Adventures in Ministry has chosen uh, five different congregations, five different elderships that will oversee the work uh, in their states, and then that's where it's going to. So we have chosen that, and we are under the oversight of our elders here at the university. And so just know that we've picked some solid congregations, and solid places for that. If you want more information, contact us. Yeah, definitely. So, so um, exposure, exposure, October first. Get that registration in. Remember, 10 a.m. Don't think you can do it at midnight. The 10, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. It's weird. 10 a.m. Right in the middle of church. Well, between, yeah, right as worship starts. Yeah. So oh. if I leave when worship starts and run back, you know what's going on. No, mm-hmm. I'm near center. No. I won't do it then. I'll wait till afterwards. But um, we want you to go ahead and, and go ahead and try to get it in. Remember, tell them, Paul, how do you get into the embassy? You send your check or use, to be honest, use credit card when you register. Uh, use credit card when you register at 10 a.m. On, on Sunday. That's the only way to guarantee it. Otherwise, it's first come, first serve. And really, we, we're not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to call us and say, "Hey, um, am I in the embassy?" I do not know. Um, and I will say, and every year it gets this way, closer and closer, more and more people are registering, like at the brink of the opening of it all, because they do not want to be anywhere else. It doesn't mean the other hotels are not are less pretty. It doesn't mean the other hotels don't offer breakfast because they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it means is it's not directly connected to the Von Braun Center where all of our events are. So uh, please keep that in mind. And so um, we are looking forward to that. And um, what will happen really, and you probably have already been sent, if you've been to Exposure before, you've probably already been sent an email telling you, giving you the um, uh, how to register deal. If you have not received that, then um, please send us an email. This is important. Write this down if you don't have it. An email to... Paul Sperlin. All things EYC at gmail.com. A L L. All. All things EYC at gmail.com. And we and just request uh, your password and username and so we'll we'll send that back to you. Very important. Very Absolutely. Important. Absolutely. As well, the countdown continues towards the explosion called the opening of registration for exposure youth camp. Really, really excited. We're gonna shoot for two thousand this year and I think we'll probably hit it. Hey, Kristen Roberts is joining us, one of our students here on campus. She said, I'm back with coffee, Paul. Seriously? That's what it says. I'm I, reading. I would invite her to come into the room if she has coffee. I don't know. Dale did say, Paul does not need more coffee. <laughs> Dale, have you ever seen Paul in this mode before? I'm excited. It's a good day. <laughs> things, things are happening. She, really, she has coffee. Come on in. I've got an empty cup. Yes, Kristen, you can come on in. Paul's going to drink it black. Oh, it's fine. I need creamer. But she doesn't bring it to me because I'm not like that. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness, what a show. Okay, well, guys, it's time to turn our focus over here a little bit to a different thing. Oh, different. Yes. 
I got. Can I share some stuff? Oh, she's I lying. Don't do this. She's lying. Yeah. The oh. Asia said she's lying. That's sad. I bet if Asia brought me some coffee, it would have like the creamer and stuff. She she knows what I like. Oh goodness gracious. <sighs> she works here. She knows. Tomorrow, Paul. College football. Tomorrow. Oh my word. I'm just kidding. Ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I really don't want to talk about tomorrow because it's Why? a sad day. Why is it a sad day? Nah, yeah. Just don't want to get into it. Hey! Hey! That's not for me. Is that for me? Why is, is that, that for me? Why is that, is that for a me? sad day? Oh, it's for you. I love you anyway. Oh, goodness gracious. They, they went and got themselves coffee. That's they great. Did. I'm proud of them. Yeah. College students, they need coffee. They just they keep themselves do. awake. They do. Uh, so, uh, can't hear. why is it a oh, sad day? they can't hear us. Oh, I need to know why is it a sad day tomorrow? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be braggy. Why? Because Alabama has a football game tomorrow? Is that what's wrong? Um, no, 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 no. There's a few things. Uh, tomorrow's my birthday. Oh, that's right. I don't want to talk about it. Everybody, but I do want to before we leave this. today, we are going to sing Happy Let's Birthday, talk about Paul. This, though. John is dying to sing. Um, but can I can I share this Happy though? Birthday, can I share this though? Mr. I have a new Twitter. I have a new Twitter um, uh, handle. You do have a new Twitter handle and a tag. And he put it on his tag. I did. That way, it's always readily available. Please follow me at PBS underscore YM. That's that's what's happening at PBS underscore YM. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> so, what's happening? The last one. Oh my goodness! No, I'm nowhere near that. So please stop doing that. It's disrespectful. No, no. Paul has not broken 50 yet. I mean, John's older than I am. So. <laughs> not really. Okay. Uh, tomorrow, college football, we have a lot of games. I've got a crazy, crazy pick that I think the world um, will disagree. And most of my um, folks that live in the Carolina area is not going to like. Am I fixing the fire somebody? <laughs> <laughs> Not cool. So we got games going on here this weekend. And not close. Um, um, the big one I think that you're talking about in here would be Clemson, Virginia Clemson, Tech. Clemson, Vatek at Blacksburg. Blacksburg. In Blacksburg. Yes. So well, give us your thought on that because you are very, very pumped about this game. Pumped. And, and I, I actually don't necessarily disagree with you on this one. Well, I hate it because, honestly, I kind of like to see a rematch again of Alabama. I like to see Bama and Clemson again. But here's the deal. Clemson is now is trying to find a new kicker. Kicker is out for the year. Uh, their, their corners are, are kind of tweaked a little bit. And um, and that uh, retro freshman quarterback for um, – for Vatek is uh, pretty good. And, I think it's a he's thrown for eleven game. touchdowns so far. So it, it's a setup game it for is. for um for Clemson to fall. And so um I'm gonna say because of the kicker, I'm gonna say like a twenty four twenty one kind of a upset. That's a pretty uh, good that, score. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I I agree with you on that. I, I think this is a very much of a setup game. Uh, am I gonna be surprised if Clemson wins? No, I'm not gonna be no. surprised. But I do think it's a setup game because they are getting so much hype right now, oh, yeah. even though even everybody's saying uh, they need to jump Alabama. Um, in the polls, and they need to be number one because their body of work, and then their body of work probably is better. Yeah, they're than, playing than, ACC, than, so than, I that. And yes, they are. And uh, so, I, I, but Virginia Tech, man, I, those black shirts, man. 
Love it. Got to get, got to get them ready. And, and and I agree with you. I, I could see Vatek really pulling the upset right here. So, do I, am I wishing for it? Not necessarily. Do I think it's going to happen? I think it may. So, so keep that in mind. All right, let's get in some SEC football. Um, let's see who we like. Uh, we got Georgia going to um, Knoxville, John. Uh, Normally, I would say Georgia's going to lose because every time they have a big game like this, they come back and lay an egg. They're favorited, favorited, favorited. They're favored by 10. Here's the thing. Tennessee is that bad. That's the thing. Tennessee is that bad. And I don't know. Georgia can almost just walk off the bus, and I think they're going to win. I don't care how much they lay an egg. I think they're going to come back and they're going to win. They are going to cover and they're going to cover big. Um, Dormandy, quarterback for Tennessee, he's okay. Okay, he's he's pretty good, but he's one person. And uh, to be honest, um, Georgia has too many weapons. I love Kelly as a running back though for Tennessee. I love yeah, him. He's good, uh, but that defensive line for Georgia, that defense for Georgia, um, attacking. Yes. So, so the dogs, the dogs definitely cover yeah. uh, that, those ten points. UGA, UGA is on defense is playing with a nasty, nasty. And I think they kind of like to get them back. Determined. Yeah. Do you remember the Tennessee yep. Georgia game last year? Yeah, so. yep, I think they would. I think <laughs> Georgia covers, and I think Georgia covers big. I don't think they want it to be close. <laughs> so if they have it within their power, it yep. won't. Yeah, it won't be. Yep. Um, let's see. Next game, we got. Uh, how about Mississippi State going down to the, to the Plains, taking on taking on J- Auburn? Yeah, Auburn, they're they're excited. They're Campus is, is excited over there. Oh yeah, um, I know they're getting pumped, ready to get going for that game in there. Um, Mississippi State's going to want to come out and really, really make up for last weekend. Here's the thing: I think Auburn has just as great as defense as Georgia does, and yeah. I I think yeah. Fitzgerald and all them that that. Front four of Auburn, I love watching them play, and I oh, and a couple of their linebackers that they have, I love watching them. The problem is, um, I think Auburn is going to take Georgia's playbook. They are going to run Carry On Johnson. They are going to mm. sit and run him. Stidham, I don't, I think Fromm's almost better than Stidham, to be honest with you. But um, Fromm is definitely making the case. That's for sure. I, I think this is this is probably going to be the best game in the SEC this weekend. I would I would put my money on as far as it being close. Yeah, as being just a good game. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, that's just being yeah. a good game because okay. Auburn. I, I, you can't hold too much of what Auburn did last week because they played the worst team almost in college football in Missouri. I think the next game we talk about, which well, I guess we need to decide which one we talk about next, because um, there's two games left to talk about. One mm-hmm. one is a um, is going to be a blowout, and one is not. But still, I think it should be a pretty pretty. Okay, what's that handed win? When, when, which one do I talk about next? The I'm blowout or the close one? I'm gonna listen. Uh, all right, let, let's keep the um, the uh, the close ones to the end. Okay, so let's just go and say uh, Ole Miss coming in to touch closer tomorrow night. Oh boy! Um, uh, my birthday wish is for Alabama to destroy Ole Miss. Um, I mean, just dismantle them, please. It's nothing against Ole Miss. It's just continue to show the world um, about that defense that. To be honest, I had trouble with a <laughs> with a low grade um, of Rams from Colorado State, but for some reason against Sandy, had no problems showing. Well, I think Sandy woke them up. I, I yeah. think they woke them up a little bit in yeah. there. I, I'm well, they disrespected them and they yeah. made the whole country see it. I think Alabama needs a big win here, mm-hmm. and the reason why is because after a game like that, um, 
you need you're going to have a a letdown after everybody coming in there. I understand it's Vandy. I, I get that. It's still not the Vandy of the past. This is still a Vandy that's a better team to be able to do some things, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a second with the close game. Um, but I think Bama needs this um, game to come through, especially with some of the past, recent past of Ole Miss and Alabama. I think they need a big game to come in here and to, to take business. However, I think Bama struggles for the first couple of quarters. I don't think they get it going until after halftime because I think of the letdown from Vandy because I think they have more respect probably for Vandy, even though 59 to nothing really doesn't show a lot of respect for it. I think they have more respect for Vandy than they do Ole Miss. Well, they have respect because they took a kneel down on a one-yard line. Yeah. And that, that, that brings about a whole other discussion. Mm-hmm. Would Vandy have rather them just continue to play, or are they just happy they just sat down? Which one is the bigger slap in the face? I mean, Saban didn't want to go in the 60s. I mean, it's not like it's Bob Stoops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know. You the, don't the, thing, the thing that I will say about this, you had your backups in. They had already been playing. They had already been yeah. scoring. I could understand if you get them in and that's the first time they got into the game, yeah, fine, let them go ahead and score, whatever. I get that. But they had already scored. But they had already touchdowns. scored a couple yeah. touchdowns. You know, take, Three, take, take the kneel. Take, yeah. the, take the knee. Yeah. Take the knee. Take I the think Bama – I think they do. They put three or four touchdowns uh, difference between them and Ole Miss. No question. <laughs> Brandon Edwards said, I'm at the point where Alabama may be so good that even if King Jun Il of North Korea said, we want Bama, that Bama would still be. Uh, did you see my uh, – I was on Twitter. I, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, Kim Jun Il, you don't want that. You don't. You don't want you that. Don't. You would rather deal with Trump than to deal with Alabama. And either way, you're going down. You're going down, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's our what's our can next we game? Say, I guess we can. Okay. What's our next All right. Uh, the last one, really, that I yeah. can think of, and that happens, and you're going to like this, in the swamp. I like Florida um, taking on a bruised, bruised Vandy team. Um, and I like them by, about, by more than a touchdown. I like them by about 10. They are a bruised uh, Vandy team. I, and you have a steady Luke Del Rio. And I'm excited yeah. to see what I'm, I'm He's not going to throw a 50 yard pass. No, he's not. But he's going to manage the game. Mm-hmm. And that, that young uh, running back. Uh, uh, yeah, Malik Davis. More about Malik, but but um, yeah, I think I think they have it going on. I, I think this Florida has had so many distractions. You know, and and at the beginning of the year, you remember I, I told you I didn't think those nine players being suspended, excor- excor- ex- you know, excluding um, Sherritt and Callaway, was going to make that big of a deal. But it does. I, so I was watching something the other day, and somebody said this. This is basically like Florida dealing with a probation year of losing nine scholarship players. Yeah. And, and you know what? It, it's really true. Those those players are being indicted on felony charges. Right. Um, one is being indicted on 30 felony charges. Mm. It, it's crazy uh, of what it's looking at in here. But I think last weekend when Del Rio came in, and look, Kentucky blew it. Don't get me wrong. But there are some things that Florida did with Del Rio that they would not have done with Franks. And I agree with you. I think it's a steady hand. I'm actually not wanting to wear a bag right now because I never thought I would say I'm excited about Del Rio being here, being quarterback, but I'm excited about it. Do I think it's going to be something big and bad? No, but I do think, I do think, oh, Jerry Elder, upset alert, Vandy by three. Oh, oh no, Jerry, Jerry. Jerry. No. I, I do think, I do I mean, think. I just don't think so. 
I think Florida is going to come out there at home. It's a weird, it's a weird, um, actually how it sets up. It's the first of three games in a row at Florida, which hasn't happened since 2006, which would be uh, Tim Tebow's year. Though we won the national championship the first year again. There, yeah. Oh my goodness! Can we please continue? Yeah, but um, I, I think I think what you have setting up here is Florida ready to come back out at home. You got Malik Davis. You got Tyree Cleveland. You, you got uh, Kadaris Tony. You got some some life. Now let's go see you put it into action. And I think with Del Rio being up there, I think Florida. Uh, I'm not going to pick Florida by 34 like Brett, but I think Florida is going to get a double digit win. Finally, it's not going to be one point or six points. They are actually going to finally get a convincing win. I agree. Would have seen how I think that'd be points. inappropriate. No, Brett, any joke would be appropriate. Oh, yeah, Brad's joining us. Brad Sullivan's joining us. Hey, Brad, good to see you. And all that. Brandy may pull it out, but with the luck Florida's had this year, they win. <laughs> Frodo. Oh, yeah. And so we'll see. We'll see how it happens, how it pulls it out, and uh, what kind of weekend uh, we all end up with. Mm hmm. Any other games going on that, that catches your attention this week? Not Anything a one. else? No. Really? That bad, huh? That bad. That bad. Well, it's an SEC weekend. It's good. There's a lot, a lot of things going on. Uh, so we'll see how that works out. Yeah, I've got to go. Need to probably go over and check on Caitlin and go watch Mississippi State and Auburn. Yeah. That way you root on your favorite team in Blue and Orange. It's not my favorite team in Blue and Orange. It is. Really. No, it's not. Uh, it's a wrong color blue. Okay. So... Yes. Keep, keep touch I will. I know you do because I hear it all the time. Not will Paul? <laughs> will well Paul? <laughs> hey, seriously, we have a lot of folks to join in for our topic today, um, and we'll continue this, as John mentioned, next week as um, as John and I will, will be here and be hosting the John and Paul show next Friday at ten, back to, at the 10 o'clock time. Uh, thank you for this, and don't forget about Monday Night Live. We're looking forward to that. Have a great weekend. God bless. Peace. We out.